This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's been warm this week. Two days got to 65 degrees, and virtually every day was above normal. But that's over now. It's going to cool down outside. And next few days, we'll see highs only getting into the upper 40s. Huge drop in temperature. Why has this happened? Well, it's because there's been a major shift in the winds above us. Much of this week, the winds were subtly. We had upper-level disturbances coming through, low pressure offshore. And that produced subtly winds that brought in warm, moist air from the subtropics and even the tropics. Now, that pattern has now shifted. High pressure has developed in the eastern Pacific. There's a big upper-level ridge over the eastern Pacific, and the winds at the surface have switched from the south to the north, and that is bringing in much, much cooler air. This morning, there was a strong north wind. I mean, I'm looking at the trees right now. They're moving. Leaves are falling. Uh, some places had winds from the north gusting to 30 to 40 miles per hour, and there's even been some power outages. Now, why with the switch? Well, we had that ridge switching to northerly winds aloft, and then we had an upper-level trough with an associated low go south of us. So we had low pressure to the south of us, higher pressure to the north of us. That difference in pressure forced northerly winds to surge down the Strait of Georgia, surge down Puget Sound to us today. Now, right now, the precipitation is pretty much over in Puget Sound, but we're only going to get into the upper 40s, and it'll be cloudy earlier in the day, and there may be some breaks as we get later in the afternoon. Uh, Winds will die down later in the day. But the result of all this is that Saturday will be a cooler day, a drier day. It's going to be sunny, but you're going to notice the difference. It's going to be a perfect day to rake up some leaves or take a walk in that park to see the remaining colorful leaves on the trees before the last leaves are lost. And trust me, the northerly winds that are coming up will bring most of them down. Now, late Sunday, another disturbance will move out of Canada. And that's going to bring even stronger winds to western Washington. Associated with it will be a surface low that will go south of us, and the winds will surge from the north in several places, particularly in northwest Washington, up to 40 miles per hour. And so Sunday will be even cooler, breezy, certainly the first part of the day, and winds gusting to 20, 30 miles per hour in the morning. There should be sun, but I think that after a few showers on Sunday morning, it will dry out, so later Sunday afternoon should be dry. Now, Monday should be dry in the morning and early afternoon, but another disturbance comes south, and showers will come in later in the day. And looking at next week, it's just going to be cool and showery the entire week. Temperatures in the upper 40s, weak disturbances from the north move through, and we're going to see some showers. So that's what the weather looks like the coming week. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. 
one of the number one questions I get when I'm giving talks or I get emails is where does one get the best forecast? Who has the most skillful forecast? What do I do for a forecast? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth today. Don't share this with anybody, but I'm going to tell you the real truth about who has the most skillful forecasts. Now, myself, I can make my own forecasts. I can look at the, the raw weather data and models and I can make it, but sometimes I'm, I'm, I don't have the time. So where do I go? So where do you get the best forecast? Uh, do you use your weather app or what comes up on your smartphone? Uh, TV weathercasters, uh, listen to the radio. How about the newspaper? Does the Seattle Times give a decent weather forecast? Uh, websites, there's a whole slew of websites that give weather. Um, is the National Weather Service always the best forecast? That's an interesting question. All right, let, my, let me get myself into trouble, and I'm going to give you my honest viewpoint on this. Newspapers are generally a very poor choice. The print, the print versions are, of course, old. So, you know, that could be completely out of date. And I often note problems with the forecast that are even on the online version of, let's say, the Seattle Times. So newspapers are not my first choice. Radio can be better, but it's really hit or miss. It depends where the, the announcer or, or the, uh, the personality is getting their, their forecast from. Sometimes they pick up old ones. Sometimes they happen to get the latest forecast. Radio is not so good. TV, that's also uncertain. Uh, it really depends on who's on air. Now, something you may not know is that only about half the TV weathercasters even have a degree in, in, in atmospheric sciences and meteorology. So they go, on, they go on air, but a lot of them don't know more than you do. In fact, one of the most amusing things for people in my profession is to watch a TV person point at the wrong thing on the satellite chart. Most of the TV folks, with a few exceptions, follow the National Weather Service very, very closely. Now, one way I know this is a few years ago, I had 101 students write down all the forecasts from the local TV people here in Seattle, and we found that there was not a statistically significant difference in the forecasts. Now, there are some local people who do have real degrees and have you know, excellent backgrounds, like Shannon, Shannon O'Donnell is an example, or Rich Marriott. These are two local people that can add to the forecast, and they do. But most of them don't, particularly the weekend ones, which tend, tend to be the people without any background. Now, what about websites and apps? I mean, they're both acquiring the, the forecast in close to real time. And there you have a choice between the forecasts that are coming from the National Weather Service and from the private sector. And the private sector, we're talking about groups like the Weather Channel or AccuWeather who produce their own forecasts. Now, it appears that the weather service forecasts, although good, are generally not the best. It appears from detailed verification that the Weather Channel, the Weather Underground, AccuWeather tend to have better forecasts. Now, you may ask why. Why do some of these commercial firms often offer a better forecast? Well, it has to do with how they make it. Um, the National Weather Service, the way it works is you have National Weather Service forecasters who have, are degreed meteorologists. They're good people. 
they look at the they look at the models and the observations and they make a forecast and they basically create a graphical rendition of the forecast for the region they're responsible for and that is transferred into language that you see on on your app or on a website so the weather service forecasts are good but they're not quite state of the art and I'll tell you why uh, the Weather Service people tend to look mainly at the National Weather Service out models, the forecast models that look into the future. The private sector takes it one step further. They have software that takes in the forecast from many, many different sources, including the excellent European Center. And then they combine them statistically or with machine learning to try to optimize the forecast based on past performance. This is more sophisticated than what the weather service does. And as a result, the forecast is often better. If you ever want to see the differences in forecasts, there's a website you can go to, Forecast Advisor. And Advisor has an O, forecastadvisor.com. And you can put any city you want and see what the forecast is. Well, I just did that for Seattle. And here it is. For the last month, for September, AccuWeather had the best forecast uh, followed by the Weather Channel, the Weather Underground, and then the Weather Service. Now, they're kind of the differences are not huge, but that's the order. But let's look for the last year. Let's look for 2019. The number one forecast for Seattle was the Weather Channel, followed by AccuWeather, followed by the Weather Underground, another digital uh, enterprise called uh, Forica, and then the National Weather Service. So the bottom line of all this is that the forecast from some of these sites like AccuWeather and Weather Channel, they are the best. And many of those are available on the web. I mean, they all are available on the web or on an app. You, uh, you can get the Weather Channel app and see that and see their forecast. The AccuWeather app, you can see that. If you have an app, an Apple phone, they, they, they show the Weather Channel forecast, by the way. So the stuff you get on your apps are generally pretty good. You can get a pretty excellent forecast with, with those. So the bottom line of all this is forecasts have gotten good. Uh, smartphones are probably the best way to get it because the smartphones know where they are and you automatically get the forecast that is for your site. So that is probably the way to go. Get a good forecast app like the Weather Channel or, or app or the AccuWeather app or look at your Apple iPhone app and you will see a fairly decent forecast. The other means, the TV, uh, radio, newspapers are generally not as good. Well, I hope this answers a question that you have, and, and you'll get good forecasts in the future by, by using those digital sources. Take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.